Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Sean Lay here with the Fight Leap Report. And right now we are welcoming number eight ranked Bellator MMA heavyweight professional Daniel, the American Predator James, is back on the Fight Leap Report. And of course, we saw him make his Bellator MMA debut November 18th. Bellator 288 in Chicago and trains at Midwest Train Center in Schaumburg, Illinois. And he is the former Hoosier Fight Club heavyweight champion. We can't forget that. So we appreciate you, uh, Daniel, being on the show. I'm sure there's a list of accolades I didn't get to that I <laughs> that we didn't have time to that that you've done. But those are the ones that stuck up in my mind. Right, 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 right. So we hope you're doing well in this uh, holiday weekend. Um Game plenty of rest, I hope. Yeah, I got a little rest, man. Got a little food, got a little rest, enjoy some family. Basically, just sitting really probably just watch TV a little bit all day as a sport. <laughs> are you a World Cup fan or is it what are you watching? Yeah, man, I've been watching the World Cup. I've been, I've been watching some, um, some games. Um, I was with a, um, one of my um, family members the other day and he was watching some, well, I forgot who was playing, but I wound up watching the game with them. And nice. I like watching. I like watching um, the World Cup stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. It just seems like there's so much sports crammed into one uh, season. You know. <laughs> I know it's a lot. Everything. Everything. You're, and Bellator, you know, and we talk go to Bellator and MMA. There is no season for MMA. I mean, although the fighters kind of have their own season leading up to their fights, some fighters, you know, we see them fight, you know, twice a month sometimes, or even yeah. closer, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just man, it, it was just you know, it is nothing like when Chicago is doing some type of show, something that we all can get out and you know, and just have some fun and enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bellator, that was amazing to them to be in Chicago. And it was amazing just to see everybody that that was always there from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, for sure. Shoney Carter was in attendance and you yeah, know, a long time. MMA fighters and coaches. There was so many people there. I didn't even realize that were there at the time, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, Ural Romero, I didn't even realize he was there until they brought him into the ring, I think, right? For sure. Um, so, let I want to go back with you. Okay. Daniel, to 2014, you know, you talk about XFO back then. You know, you were on the same card with Curtis Blades, who he got signed to the LFA the following year. He won the LFA heavyweight title. And so 
the following year, and then he went to UFC and, and two years after that. So do you ever look at his career to gauge where you wanted to be at? Or for you, was it, you know, not not not, not paying attention to that? I really never paid attention to it. You know, me and Curtis always been close. And um, Curtis, our goal always was to go to the UFC and everything. And, you know, UFC would have been cool. But the thing is, my goal, I always wanted to do Bellator. Right. Like, I literally... I was always just into the Bellator uh, fight scene. Um, but other than that, you know, I, you know, I see what Curtis did today, and I see what he's doing right now. And you know, everybody passes different. You know, I, I do things different. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, as far as self-marketing and, and just building my own brand, like, I, I know I, I watch what other guys doing, but I don't, I don't, I don't piggyback off of what they're doing. I just try to just continue to stay in my own lane and do what I do, even though we're in the same sport. But, you know, no. like, no, it's just I'm, I'm happy with Curtis at right now, and um, and he's definitely happy with where I'm at right now. So I know that for, for sure. a fact. So Definitely. And we always might like like to think, you know, fantasy-wise, what's a possibility of you and Curtis fighting one day? It doesn't seem likely, but <laughs> at this point, right? Yeah, man, it was – we did that when we was amateurs, man. And a lot of people don't yeah. know that me and Curtis and I fought when we was amateurs. Right. And that was epic. That was epic. That was crazy. Definitely. It was, it was fun, though. Yeah. Now, when you hear that was, you're gaining... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. I'm listening to you. Uh, when you when you hear that Bellator is going to be signing, you know, expanding their heavyweight division, right? You know, we see a lot of guys, I think, were retiring, right, in the past couple of years, you know, because due to losses, due to injuries and stuff. And, you know, yeah. just you know, just of age in particular. So you hear the opportunity for Bellator and a promotion where it is now compared to where it was when you fought for back then, you know, how did you think about hearing that you're going to fight for them? Man, when I was in Russia and I was finishing my last fight of my contract, February 26th, um, after that fight, I knew that I knew that I was coming back home. Mm-hmm. And I told my manager, um, Sucker Punch Entertainment, I was like, yo, whatever it is they have for me in the U.S., and if it's a good offer, I'll come back. Because I was offered to re-sign with ACA, which which, which, which ACA is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The promotion is amazing. But um, I just, when he told me Bellator wanted to offer me a good deal and a multiple fights, I'm like, oh, let's go home. Right. I'm like, let's go home. So I'm like, and, and, and to enjoy that American market, you know what I'm saying, with no restrictions, you know, like, you know, when you when you fight for other countries, it's a lot of things that you can't have on your clothing or or things of that sort. But being with Bellator opened up my market a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that being over in Europe extended my fan base. You know what I'm saying? And um right. it was able to it was I was able to grow as a brand and as a fighter over there too. So that that was really big and that kinda helped. That was amazing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, shout out to ACA, right? If anybody wants to check them out, what's the best uh, best ability, you know, the best place to do so, like to watch their fights? Did, were they streaming everywhere? Yeah, well, ACA does a pay-per-view, but since we're in America, they do like a stream thing. So you could do a stream pay-per-view. Um, and um, they they definitely, it's like when you're over there, it's the same thing. Like, you know, you own every TV station, everything, mm-hmm. but that's, that's in Europe and Eastern Europe. But here, when people watch, people was watching my fights at like twelve o'clock in the daytime. So sure. it was different, you know. Some people, it was different, you know. We over here in the U.S., we used to be watching fights at a certain time, 
But when I was at ACA, we was fighting, you know, early in the daytime. But it was it was like night. It's nighttime over there. You know what I'm saying? Right, like this, right. You know what I'm saying, I'm, you know, so, um, yeah, people can just go to ACA.com. Uh, ACA have a lot of things on Instagram that they post highlights and give you certain options to watch their fights and everything. So, yeah, it's a huge organization, man, and it's an organization that you go to and you got to know how to fight. You have to understand how to win because they don't bring Americans over there to win at all. And that's right. just what it is. And, and you, went, you, you went with three wins, I believe, when you were there. Yeah, um, I've, uh, four wins. I have. I, four. I did. Okay. I, I went on a winning streak. Four wins. Yeah, because I had a. I, um, I had a split decision, so I have. I, I won. I went four, four. I went four back to back. Nice, nice, and that that was also helpful during the pandemic as well, because you know, Bellator was shut down for almost a year, and, and all the regional yeah, shows man. dried up. You know, HFC they're no longer promoting fights. Yeah. Uh, Indiana as well yeah and not so it, that's different and it was no coming out of coming out of covid and going to fight in another country it was it was different man you know we us guys we were just sitting around relaxing our athletes couldn't really do anything because we was on high demand and so when i was able to leave leave america for the first time to fight it was different. You know, I had to adjust a lot. So many restrictions, COVID testing. It was just right. crazy, man. It was crazy. It, it, I'm just glad I'm back. Yeah, it seems just as complicated as if it was to go to Fight Island. It would be easier to go to Fight Island. <laughs> it would have been easy to go to Fight Island, man. Yeah, it would have yeah. been really, really easy to Fight Island. Yeah. And so, you know, talk about uh, your opponent, Tyrell, you know, and – what happened in that fight? Did you ex that you didn't expect to in the first round? Did he do anything that you didn't I, expect? Yeah, I didn't expect him to get that choke, but I kind of set myself up for that choke. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, no, in the ring we both is slippery, sweaty, and um, first off, from the top of the fight, when I came out, I came out the fight, um, I came out ready to strike and box. You know, because mm-hmm. I noticed a guy been doing, I noticed he's been boxing with a lot of his guys, and I know he's a wrestler. I never seen him use his wrestling, but once against a guy named Giovanni. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this, he won all these fights, but I saw the gap. I saw some. I saw so many gaps in his game. Mm-hmm. So the gaps that I saw in his game, I'm like, he can't compete with a guy like me when he got gaps in his game like that. You know what I'm saying? So right. the, the, the 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 space that he has between his opponents when he grounded pounding, he's open for submissions. He's open for any reverses and th- reverse things like that. So I just took it amongst myself and I just said, you know, let me go out there and touch him up a little bit with these hands and get him to throw something out of um, desperation. And that's when he threw that kick. Because clearly he was watching fights. He had to watch some of my fights at ACA and he noticed that uh, a lot of guys was throwing kicks at me. But the thing is, I walked right through those, you know. And uh, when he threw the kick, I caught his leg and then I swept his back foot. And that's when I got in on him and started to do a few, a little punching. But that right there, when I did that, it gave him the opportunity to understand, like, I need to take this big boy down because if if, if he got in on me like that, I got to try to put him on his back and see what mm-hmm. he do from there. So when I, when he did when he did that and shot in on me, don't get me wrong, that's amazing takedown. That guy, that guy, and nobody ever took me down like that. And he took me down, so I just went in full guard when he took me down. And when I went in full guard when he took me down, I was comfortable because we just worked that. We just worked mm-hmm. me putting my back on the cage. 
and getting the underhook to stand up and just put my weight on the guy as he on the ground. So we wanted to see what type of damage he was going to do when I was against the cage, and it wasn't no damage at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was punching to the body, but that wasn't anything. So when I got the opportunity to get up, I got an underhook, and I was actually about to throw. Uh, I was actually about to do a hip toss uh, while he was on the ground with me, but he slipped out my arms and took my back. And then that's when a choke happened. Nice. And that choke right. right there, I had just worked that choke with Rejevic down in um, uh, Rejevic Jiu-Jitsu. You yes. familiar with Rejevic? I know that. Yeah, shout out to Rejevic Jiu-Jitsu. He's a good friend of mine. And um, and Reggie was like, yo, if a guy get a rear naked choke, you got to try to get wrist control or, or peel those hands off because sometimes it can get too deep. And when I felt the guy wasn't strong enough to commit to that choke, but he had big arms and a chest and some delts, man. So I'm like, man, a heavyweight can just smother you like this. And he was in deep, but he just didn't know how to turn the crank. So mm-hmm. when I felt him in deep, I just told myself, I said, listen, if I can get a little breathing room and pop my hips, enough room to turn, I'm just going to have to sacrifice a sore throat tomorrow. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I turned over and I pushed up off his face. And after that, I knew that was over with Dan because when a, when a, when a second round happened, I, I can I can I can look at this guy's face and 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 let and see that he realized like I have nothing else for this guy. Right. I I took him down. He got out of a choke. Like what's next? You know, he can't shoot in no more because he had a, he understand like if I shoot in on him again, this dude gonna be on top of me. So he just so I came out. I said it's time to box. You know, so we started boxing and then that's when I executed the uppercut, which we worked we worked the uppercut for the whole week. Mm-hmm. That move, that setup for the whole week, for me to feint a jab, um, get him to get him to throw overhand and come over with the left, just to keep him down and just pop his head right back up. So that was the thing, man. So we we definitely um focused on that game plan. Everything went according to plan, Sean. Like, everything right. went according to plan. Tyrell Fortune is a great wrestler. I just think you know guys like that when the companies is building those guys up, I think they're feeding those guys. So when you feeding these guys, what happens when they fight against another monster? Mm. They don't know how to handle it. I just feel you should just give the guys the guys with the competition that's working yeah. and let them earn or let them earn their way of being one of the top guys. Don't pass their records to be the top guy. Earn their way. Let them earn their way. That's what the game should be. It's a hurt business. Right. I feel like that they decide who they want to do that with. Like they pad some guys and some guys yeah. just come the wall. <laughs> yeah, well, if they decided who they want to do that with, well, the is a big is a new sheriff in town now. Yeah. So I got, I got the look, I got the skill, I got everything I need, I got the following, I got the whatever. I'm like, you want to do something? Set me up right, and um, let me get to that, let me get to that strap, because that's going to be an experience. They're going to be fun, you know. And that's if I get the Bellator Championship fight, that's going to be the biggest sellout belts we'll ever have. Oh yeah, especially if it's near this uh, area as well. But yeah, yeah, that that that's going to yeah. be huge for sure, for sure. And I mean. Talk about the coaches that you work with at the Midwest Train Center. I mean, they're always top of their game, yeah. you know, when you find that you're your yeah. best self there, right? You feel like you you couldn't find yourself anywhere else. I couldn't find myself nowhere else, man. Don't get me wrong. I went to different gyms to train. Um, I'm just blessed to be the position I'm in, to able to go to these different places and train and be a name. But also, my home is MTC. So, well, my coaching at MTC – like, we have a history. So, it's like Coach Alex, when he in my corner at my first demand, like, he understands 
how to win. He understands what to do to get a fighter out of a bad situation. Because when I was in a when I was in a when I was in the ring, and that guy got that choke on me, Coach Alex looked back at the other two corner guys and say, "Listen, suit up. We're in trouble right now. We got to get him out of this." And I'm like, "Yo, for your coach to say that, and everybody else just dial in, and he's coaching me through the whole way to get out that choke." And he just say, hey, hold on for 50 seconds. You know what I'm saying? 50 seconds, hold on. And um, and that was his part. He did that, got me out that choke. Um, and when I stood up, we were standing in the box. My coach, Coach Reyes, my boxing coach from Beast Boxing, he's a savage. He's a monster. And um, he literally told me all week, we're going to just move our head. We're going to throw that long jab. And we're going we're gonna to get this guy to drop his head to uppercut him. He said, when you uppercut him, I need you to put your whole turn into it. He said, we need to finish. And then, you know, just, just, just everybody in the corner was great, man. A shout-out to my man, Mikey. Mikey, we want to give him his coaching, his um, corner man debut mm-hmm. on Bellator. And um, Mikey has been a big help with my striking on my pads, with tie pads, holding awesome. kicks, holding for me for kicks and elbows. We worked so many elbows, so many elbows. We planned on doing a bunch of elbows on the cage, but it didn't get to the cage like that. So, right. but yeah, my man, shout out to my team, MTC man. Like, we we in Chicago, we in Schaumburg, and a lot of guys out here, man, are looking for training camp. They need to look in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure, come over to MTC and get y'all some work in, man. And um, and you looking to do something? Oh yeah, for sure. Midwest Training Center is a huge destination for mixed martial artists. To get, yeah. to get their knowledge and to get their training, for sure. And let's let's yeah. go back a little bit. I wanted to go back to the fight night. And what did you think of the whole environment? You know, you had Dale Brown from the Dust, D-U-S-T, keeping order. You know, what was the fight week like? I know you were with your friend, uh, Twista. And, and yeah, man. Did, how did that feel? Man, that felt amazing, man. Like I say, fight night was just so epic. You know, I got a picture. I got a picture of the crowd off the internet, and I'm like, wow. There's a picture of the full crowd and me on the um big screen thing. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. This was mm-hmm. epic, and and um when I was just going through the whole week of fight week, and I got a chance to really chop it up with Burt Watson. Burt Watson is a legend, and uh and Burt Watson just say, it's showtime, big dog. He says showtime, and um and then I got to doing everything training. Doing my, getting my getting my mind right for the fight. Weigh-ins was awesome, man. Weigh-ins, once I get to get the weigh-ins, that's when everything turns on for me. Right. I get to face off my opponent. I get to really size him up and see him and see if he really mean business. And a lot of people think that's a myth, but I can really look at someone in their eyes when I'm facing off from me, like, do he really want it or not? And, um, you know, after the weigh-ins, man, the festivities that Bellator have for me, you know, for me, I shot a – Bellator had me do a skit with Twister. And um and that was amazing. And for me to be Twister bodyguard and for Twister to be like, yo, this your time. Like you went you went from me and my bodyguard to me being someone that that that, that loves the sport of MMA now and, and, and watching you as a fan, like I'm like, Man, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And and now he knows, you know, Twister's a good friend, you know, we see each other all the time, you know. Um, since I've been fighting everything, you know, I haven't really doing did, did anything on the road and everything, but we became more of a friend after that because there's a lot of things we do in the community together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was crazy. So that night was epic because of that, because it was so epic. If I wanted Twister to walk me out with something, 
he would have did it just because he was just he knew that this was epic. And um and he just let me enjoy my moment. You know what I'm saying? He like let me it's your moment, I had his moment. So I can't describe too much about that night. It just I'm still stunned by that night. I'm still amazed that Chicago came out mm-hmm. and showed that support. Exactly. We don't get big MMA events in Chicago often now. So, you know, the stars just align for your debut to happen there. Even the casuals were coming out in droves, not just the hardcore ones. Yeah. So even people that may not even be familiar with MMA, they just hear your fighting and and part of your story. And then they want to, they want to come out for the night and watch it. Yeah, they did, man. So it was amazing, man. You know, people, a lot of people laughed. A lot of people been calling me and saying, Hey man, thank you, man. You won us money. A lot of people bet it, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and it was cool, man. A lot of people was betting on the fight. A lot of people made a lot of money, man. I said, wow, hearing some of the stories now. Mm-hmm. And one guy, one guy showed me his um, his cash out. He said, man, brother, I want to show you what I just made off you. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm like, this kept worth about twenty, kept worth about twenty five thousand dollars. I'm like, wow, wow. you know. Yeah, so he was crazy. like, man. I'm betting every time. I say, man, good job. I say, Christmas is Thanksgiving. Great for you, huh? <laughs> Damn. I wish that I got that Black action. Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. <laughs> More than Black Friday. I love Black every day. <laughs> right. Every day. And, and, like, what's the strategy to the success at Midwest Train Center? Can you pick it out in particularly? Yeah, we have a formula, man. Um, and a formula at MCC, at Midwest Training Center, suggests Come in the gym, work hard, take every class you need, um, develop your skills any way you can, sit back, learn, ask questions, look at those guys up on the banners, ask the guys that's around you what it takes to get get, get ahead and, and just sit back and listen and not make excuses, you know, and understand that, like, listening to the coach is really essential. Like, being a, being a good athlete and having, having good coaches in your corner that you can hear, that's not yelling at you, they're just trying to, they're trying to help you. Like, that's all that shit is a formula, man. So, you know, from our amateurs to the pros, like, they all win, you know. And um, if you just sit there and, and, and accept the formula, you will become, you will come, you'll become unanimous. You know what I'm saying? So, Monday nights at MCC, we do wrestling. It's like the hardest night of the week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those nights set me, sets me right for the week. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about it. We do wrestling for an hour and a half, but then we do up and down for six minutes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, and just to get everybody in the mental mindset, Coach Al is very he's very a very motivational guy, man. Um, the guy like really knows knows what he's doing, you know. Coach Al started coaching at a young age and you know, and now that Coach Al is an older guy and he understands more about the sport and he understands that like back in the day it was a little different and now yeah. he's embedded in the game and he's like, I can really get guys to win. For sure, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're excited to see that. And, uh, you know, if anybody wants to check out Midwest Train Center, uh, we'll, we'll put down the information uh, below in the post that I make for this podcast as well. And, Dan, before I let you go, I want to get your take on another heavyweight, potential heavyweight fight. John Jones moving up to heavyweight to take on Francis Ngannou. Now, we don't know about yeah. the Stephen Miocic. It looks like he's out of it. But, you no, know, none of this is really confirmed, but if it potentially happens, uh, how do you feel about that? Um, I like I like I like I like Francis. You know, I like Francis Gano a lot. Very powerful guy, strong hitter. Um, you know, um, but John Jones is a whole different animal. Right. And John Jones is really smart. You no, know, he's not gonna 
he's not going to fight against you. You're going to fight against yourself when you fight a guy like that. Um, if Francis Ugano cannot knock him out, he won't win that fight. Francis Ugano got to win that fight in the first 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. For him to win that fight against John Jones. Because John Jones is a guy you can't go the distance with. Um, he's been mm-hmm. in the most battle. John Jones is the GOAT, whether people want to say it or not. Like, you got to think about he beat every champion. He's been the youngest champion this is his time. And he still on, he's still on top. He's the best guy the UFC has. And, and if Francis Ugano comes out and don't execute what he needs to execute, he's not going to win that fight. John Jones is going to pick him apart. See, John Jones right now just want to expose people. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's how I look at the fight. That's my take on it. And how do you think he's looking at heavyweight? I think he looks good at heavyweight. Yeah. 245, 250. He looks good, man. The guy took a whole two years to get ready and adjust to that weight. So, yeah. For sure, man. And uh, we appreciate you being on the fight report. Congratulations again on, on achieving your ranking in Bellator MMA. Man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I got to tell everybody, just stick with me. Everything will fall in place, man. And if you want to make me drop on my Instagram, that's Oh, no, go ahead, please. This is your time. If you have merchandise, Instagram, social media, all that. Yeah. So you follow me on Instagram at DanielJames underscore Predator. That's my Instagram handle. I do be on Facebook, DanielJamesMMA. You can't miss the picture. Um, Also, man, if you want any merch, you can also hit me in my DM in my... um on my messenger um, for anything with pictures, anything that you want to see some things. I got shirts, motivational wear. There's a lot of different things. But we um, right now we're rebuilding the website right now so everybody can see. So, But right now, until then, just follow me on my Instagram at DanielJames underscore Predator. And Sean, thank you, man, for having me. Only time. Before I let you go, can you do me a favor? What's up? 